Yo, yo. What's up, y'all? How are we doing? Good. How are you? Dude, I am I am excelente. Good. Welcome to the tug of war, y'all. Hey. What? Oh, yeah. Welcome to the tug of war. Yes. I forgot that. It's just a conversation <laughs> between two friends. That's right. Where we talk about life and leadership and ministry. That's true. And uh, this feeling that there's more for us in life. It's true. There's a fight, a tension, a tug of where we are and where we want to be. And we're just fighting to get there. And so we talk about all the things, the obstacles, circumstances, and then just what we're learning along the way. Before we jump in today's kind of conversation, uh-huh. I want to compel the tug team to help us with something. Okay, let's do it. So what Pastor Whitney and I want to do is we want to create content that is good for you, good for your life, good for your business, for your family. Yeah. And so the best way for us to do that is to hear from you. That's right. What is it you want to hear? What are the things that you're like, oh, I wish they would have gone more about this way. Or I wish in that conversation, they would have said something that helped me understand that. And we would love to talk about it. Or are there entire other genres of conversation that you think that we should have? (laughs) Before we even started the podcast, we were like, do we need to talk about uh, current current, events? current events. Do we need to talk about scandals in the church? Do we, yeah, what what are, what are some of the things that you think would be beneficial for us to dive into? Well, one of the greatest compliments that we get from people uh, about those of you who are like listening and following is like y'all are like my friends. You're in the car with me, or you're at the house with me, or whatever, wherever they're listening. And I feel like you're right there in the room with me. And so, like, what are the things if we were sitting down having coffee that you would want to ask or or talk about? Because uh, we want to talk about it. So right now you're thinking them. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to pause the video. I want you to pull your car over if you're driving. <laughs> I want you to tell your husband to quit Hold eating on. spaghetti. Be quiet. Right. And I want you to really message us. Send a message. Don't just think about it. We really want to hear from you Write so that we comment. can provide content yeah. that's beneficial to you. So wherever you are, uh, you can you can email us. You can dm us on instagram facebook you can send a message on like uh the comments in youtube whatever but do it right now go yeah we want to we want to be sure that we're adding value that's right because there's nothing worse than someone who doesn't add value that's true have you ever been to a restaurant and the waiter or waitress does not add value yesterday okay (laughs) this guy would not bring me a refill on water or my orange shoes that i asked for to to literally save my life (laughs) I had I had a habanero something on my eggs. We went to a brunch brunch place. Brunch place. My mouth is on fuego. On fuego. And so I'm trying to wave him down. I finally just got so bent out of shape. I went up to the bartender. It's like, excuse me. They're like, you know, give me that look. Yeah. Like, how dare you come up here? I was like, my mouth is curling on fire. I just need I some hate water. I hate my whole life right I now. Just want some water. <laughs> yeah, no value. No, and the people around him were having to work harder because. Oh yeah, the other was, the other waitresses. Yeah, they felt. I don't know what they felt for him, but they were helping him. And that was so. an odd odd dining experience. Yes. Because all of the waitresses were uh, highly attractive and extremely efficient. And the two guys that were working there were duds. Not attractive and not efficient. They were the worst. What is going on with that I restaurant? No, bless their hearts. We Good were not at Hooters. No. What? No. Well, I'm just saying there's a bunch <laughs> of attractive women. Oh. <laughs> like what? and a non no, non attractive guys. That's true. No, I have never in my life eaten at Hooters actually. So that's true. I know. I said it because I knew you have to either say why me you, either or why are you gonna do that to me? I don't know. Hey Do you wanna hear the story? Well, I guess if it's good. So I was a freshman in Bible college uh-huh. and uh, three of my buddies from Michigan flew to Texas yes. to like help me pack up all my stuff and drive back home mm-hmm. with me. 
and those guys said, hey, we're gonna go to dinner, let's go, we're gonna go to dinner. And they they didn't like actually kidnap me, but they took me to Hooters. Because they were like, you've been in Bible college You've been in Bible college, year, and I couldn't really fight it. Yeah. Like I could have, but then I kind of didn't want to. Go right, to, yeah. And so yeah, ate at Hooters. 19. And it, it was not, it was like, Whatever. go to Applebee's. Yeah, yeah, no, it's not that great. So today we're gonna talk about something that has uh, been a help for us in life and in, in, in ministry. It's a word that we use every year at a certain time of year. And we think of it, oh yeah, and but the truth is it's actually life-changing if you actually do it. Go. Well, I was, I was, Oh, ramping up. Thing? I was ramping up with a story about how the waiter was not good. Oh. And so at the end, I still had to show him, give him a tip. I had to give him some gratuity. Oh, okay, see. But see, my gratuity uh, was affected based upon his performance. Okay, that was good. I was not as grateful for him no. because he did a horrible job. Yeah. But no, it's good. But we need to be, here's your topic. Yes, grateful. Grateful. That's right. Thankful. Content. Yeah. Like, aware of the goodness in our life and like actually speak out how awesome it is. The other side of the tug of more is that that's really hard. Is that it's easy to be discontent the, with what you have and where you're at. The tug of more for our lives is the greatest name and the worst name. Yeah. Because it is a tug of, it is a pull towards doing better yeah. and accomplishing more. But dude, that's exhausting. Yeah. That at some point we have to just chill the junk out. Yeah. Smell the roses where we are and be thankful for what we've got. I told you that not long ago, or I guess it's been a while ago now, a year and a half ago or so, my counselor said to me, you know, the problem with y'all's whole more thing is that sometimes it's just a bunch of crap. And <laughs> I was like highly offended at first, but then as he explained it, he was like, because if you're not aware, all you're doing is trying to get more, you're never okay with where you are right now. And yeah. he's like, you've got to be okay and be excited about, grateful about where you are now. And it's a really good trick of life to get so busy and caught up in where you're going that you're not really thankful and grateful for where you are. On a previous episode, I talked about how like, I felt like I was starting to lust for other churches, yeah, yeah, yeah. like their buildings and yeah. their programs and what they were able to accomplish. Yeah. And do you know what that that incessant desire to conquer? It steals your joy of the day. Yeah, it steals your happiness, your smile, your uh, contentment yeah. of of where you are. And I used to think the word contentment there was like for weak people. Like you're content because you're weak. Well, you, like, you used to think that it was complacent. I, I I'm still, totally fine. This is totally I fine. I still battle it. Yeah. I still battle that contentment and complacency are the same. They might be cousins, but they're not but they're not, but the, they're not same. the same. Because containment is being content, being satisfied in the moment, knowing that there's more. So complacency not, is what? Uh, I, I know. But I'm, I'm I'm fine with where it is and I have no intention in any moment to ever even move, adjust, shift, change my shoes or my t shirt. I'm just gonna be exactly the way I am today, always and forever. This is good enough. I have no desire to advance it. Yeah. Okay. Containment is I understand that there is more that I need that I, I want to get to that I'm trying to strive for, but I'm pretty proud of where I'm at. I'm, I'm looking back and realizing I've come a long way. Mm -hmm. And so I'm going to cheer on and be happy with and be excited for myself in where I'm at and what God's given me while continuing yeah. to go into more. And so those are different things, yeah. but they can get muddied. And so we, as tug of more people, people who are trying to get further, we sometimes forget to be content and to be grateful. And there have been seasons of our life where I'm like, yeah, I'm not really grateful for any of the goodness around me. 
somebody said to me a long time ago, if you didn't have tomorrow, if you wake up tomorrow without the things you said thank you for yesterday, mm. what would you wake up with? Yeah, a whole bunch of nothing. And I was like, oh crap, <laughs> I'm in trouble. Yeah. And so like, we gotta be grateful. I, uh, we, we did a message a while ago and I talked about the idea of abiding, yeah. like spending yeah, yeah, time yeah. with God. Yeah. And so in that, I'm like a big token uh, physical yeah. object yeah. guy. And so I bought for myself and for Whitney a sand timer. Abide timers is what we call them. Abide yeah. timers. And they're 30 minute like sand timers yeah, that you yeah. turn them over. And it's I have it on my desk. And it's just a reminder to me that like no matter how busy my day is, I can carve out 30 minutes to close the door, close the window and, yeah. and talk to God. Yeah. But I didn't only buy the, the, uh, the 30, 30 minute abide one. timer. I also bought a five minute sand timer just to be thankful. And I'm telling you that anytime I turn that five minute yeah. thankful time over, I, I have to spend, I'm, I'm t talking to God for more than five minutes about Absolutely. how thankful I am. Yeah. But it's that initiation of choosing to think about how blessed you are. To start the list of these are the things I'm thankful for. We talked about it a while ago that like if we can build a list of empathy, things that mm -hmm. went good, bad, or wrong for somebody else, it can help us forgive them, it can help us love them, it yeah. can help us have grace for them. But if we can build a list of things in our life that are beyond what we deserve, that are so good, that we're grateful for, that make us happy in the day, whatever that is, uh, the things we're thankful for, the truth is you, you can't stop. Once you start, you can't stop. There's so many things you, in my life. Once you pop, you can't stop. Well, yeah, one, there's so many things in my life that I'm thankful for that if I would actually take the time to say, oh, I'm thankful for this, uh, when I put that context in my head of, I would want this to still be around tomorrow when I wake up, Yeah. I'll never stop. Yeah, The if you were to write a list of all the problems in your life and then write a list of everything you're thankful for, yeah. it, the thankful list would so greatly outweigh Yeah the problems. It's true. Like I could, I could write a long list of problems and difficulties yeah. and unanswered questions and things I need to have figured out. I could write a long list, 50. Yeah, probably 50 things that I'm like, well, you said that one time, I think on the podcast yeah. that you like made a list for your counselor. Well, I told my counselor, I was like, man, I got 300 problems. I got 300 problems. I don't know what to do with them all. <laughs> and he was like, really 300 problems. And he said, tell me. And so, so I was like, okay, Get ready, sucker! Like <laughs> your hands about to hurt, right? Yeah. So, so I'm much. telling him, I'm telling him, I'm telling him, and I think I got to 28. Yeah. And he was like, "Is that it?" And I was like, really, genuinely thinking. Yeah. And I would say something. He'd be like, "No, that's see, that's maybe that's a subcategory. That's that's the subheading of this problem, right? You don't have 300." And so, like, but what happens, man? Yeah. Is we get so focused on the 28. Yeah. We get so focused on the things that aren't going our way or how we wish they thought that they would go, that we literally live blind to the greatness of the lives that we have yeah. of the goodness that we've already got and we're not thankful and and if we started building lists even like for me if i aaron and i can get in a fight i can be frustrated think good grief you're well i can't believe that i'm married to you like in a day that would be a temptation if we got in a fight right but if i actually sat down and started making a list of the things about him i'm thankful for of what he adds value to my life i would not be able to stop we can do a gratitude list about things, about people, about circumstances, about our daily life. And I'm telling you, you'll have pages and pages and pages when you when you get to the end of it. And it'll change everything. It'll change your perspective and it'll make those problems seem really small, right? Yeah. Go. It's 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 tough though. It is tough. It's tough because we know where we want to get to. Yeah. And when you know where you want to get to, 
your life feels like a destination chase instead of a enjoyment of the journey. Yeah. I'm the worst at this. Yeah. I'm the worst at this. I, that's not true. You're getting better. I'm getting much better at it. I have historically been really bad at this, that I don't enjoy the journey because I'm so focused on the goal. Yeah. But like your life is the journey, right? The goal is a moment. Yeah. My mom bought me a necklace a long time ago that said the journey is the reward. And I remember when she bought it for me, I was like, yeah, okay, that's cute. Like, I was like, yeah, what are you trying to tell me? But it's true that like we have to take this back to Claire's. Yeah. (laughs) It was nicer than that. But still take this back to uh, James Avery. James Avery. I knew it. (laughs) Um, But the truth is like. I think about it. So my mom lives in Oklahoma and like when we get in the car to go to Texas, Oklahoma, Texas, is Texas, yes, our ha- Texas, is Texas is hat. Yeah, I'm not from Texas. I got here as soon as I could. Right. Or whatever it is. Um, but when we get in the car to go there, like the journey to Oklahoma is boring. There's like two casinos, a whole bunch of like planes, like not no hills. It's not beautiful. And like a bunch of back roads in the middle of tiny country towns. Is not good. And so the journey is not the reward. The destination is the reward. Yes. And so often when we're people who are tug of more, uh, I know that you're not tugging into Oklahoma. I know this. I know yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, waiting yeah. for no. your joke preemptively, but, uh, but we treat it like that. Like the drive to Oklahoma that like, I just want to get there. I just want to get, maybe we'll stop at Bucky's. Maybe, yeah. maybe not. Maybe we'll just keep going. Power through, power through it, get there. But the truth is our life is not hmm. a road trip. And like, all the time I try to treat my life like a road trip. And then you look back and six months have gone by and I've missed so many incredible things. Yeah. Cause I was just waiting to get there and like life is a highway. Yeah. Right. I want to enjoy it. Dude. It's really good. Yeah. Go. What? No, it's so true. I grew up in Flint, Michigan. Yes. Which is like not the night at nicest like oh, it's areas. It's apparently way better than Oklahoma. Right. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. So, and so, there, yeah, like there would be times I would be driving somewhere and I have to go through like downtown Flint yeah. and you did not want to stop. My, my parents out. literally told me run the red lights. <laughs> really? Because, yeah. You're going to get mugged or shot. It was after dark. Yeah. Like run, don't stop. Yeah. Run the red lights. Yeah. And so I think that you're right. Yeah. You, we can treat life like we're trying to get to the destination and let's run the lights and cut yeah. people off and drive in the shoulder if we need to, to get Wait. there. But that's not what, but if we are, that's not what Tuesday is. No. And if we look at it like that, like the destination is what that's the problem with you and I, because once we meet the goal, there's always, another there's goal. more, once you meet the goal, there's always another goal. And so what's the destination death? Yeah. Well, then our whole life is gone. Well, like, I mean, heaven, but yeah, but still, but geez, yeah, we didn't enjoy any part of it. And so like, there's so much around us that is good and the gratitude to look and see it, man, if we can take the time, it will, it will make everything better. Let's talk about how we've done it wrong. Okay. So, uh, for me, I've done it wrong because I'm so like pumped about where I'm going that I want to just fast forward everything. There's this Adam Sandler movie uh, called switch. It's remote. remote. What's it called? I don't know. He's got a, he's got a remote control. Yeah. And it's been maybe two years. Yeah. Click. 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 Yeah. There click. And I watched this movie and Rachel was out of town and the kids were with her or something. And I was alone. <laughs> Dude, I started crying. It's Adam Sandler is one of my favorites, but some of his movies. Yeah. 
Yeah, we cannot there's promote. No, I mean, talk about there's more. no, there's no uh, Academy Awards going out. Okay, <laughs> but like in this movie, he's just as fast forwarding yeah. his life, and it turns into he's fast forward his whole life, everything. And I got so convicted and beat up and sad that like, dude, this, this is what I'm doing. Yeah. I'm just so frustrated that I'm not at the goal yet yeah. that I'm giving up. There's another movie called The Paycheck. It's like one of the handsome like 2000s guys, like Ben Affleck. Yeah. It's like one of those guys, Paycheck, where he uh, he goes and he like sells his, like a year of his life and they like lock him in this room and he like invents something. Oh, really? But then they like erase his memory and oh. he but he walks out with an erased memory, but he's now like got $10 million or something. Oh. And I remember when I was young. It is Ben Affleck. Is it Ben Affleck? Come on, is it Paycheck? Yes. Okay, and so like I remember watching that and thinking, I'll do that. Yeah. I would I would lock myself in a room for three years of only focus to then accomplish and come out a multimillionaire. But like no. then, then, right. then you have kids. And you would miss three and you, years. And you have a wife that like you really love and loves you. Yeah. And like, I don't remember in the movie, I think he's single. I think the whole thing in the movie is he has like a girlfriend and you know, yeah. I don't know, probably I don't J-Lo. I, I started trying to read it, but then I was like, I can't, Anyways, I can't. We, we, can trade, we can trade the happiness of yeah. our lives for the hope of tomorrow. It's true. The, 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 the desire to succeed tomorrow we can trade the happiness of uh, today because we don't have contentment. Yeah. I uh, I I used to have an egg corn on my necklace for like a long a lot of years, and now I've got a a rose, rose. Yeah. a little rose on my necklace because I felt like oh, it's been about a year now almost mm-hmm. that God said, Tristan, you need to learn to smell the roses. Yeah. Because I don't, man. I run through the garden. Yeah. And I'll trample the bushes. Yeah. But he was like, learn to look around and see what's good. Yeah. And if you don't do that, then you miss like the people that are good. You miss the like real moments of life. Oh, something our team heard recently, they, they talked about like slow down in the hallways and mm-hmm. like you and I are notorious for running in the hall. I'm, I am like, you actually know, running. I actually will run if we've got like somewhere to be or what to do and I'll be like, I'll be right back and I'll just run. It's like, why am I running? Where am I, why am I in such a hurry? But we gotta slow down and actually, yes, take the time to smell the roses and it will, it will help in so many areas, but I think that, yeah, we can get caught in a cycle of just, okay, what's next, what's next? And so you said, like, what are some times where we've done it wrong? And I think, you know, we, over the last seven years working together, have had a whole lot of really great wins. Mm-hmm. We've had some disappointments, don't get me wrong. We've had some difficult stuff. We womp, talk about womp. that a lot, womp, womp. but we've had some incredible wins For that sure. like we, uh, for a lot of years would put the wins at the top of our staff meeting. Mm -hmm. And we would tell our team like, okay, let's say the wins. And we would literally both of us, you could feel the tension of like, okay, get through that. Hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. Cause y'all sucked on Sunday. (laughs) We've got some critique to talk about. (laughs) And so like one of our values is that we constantly celebrate and we consistently critique, but instead we were constantly critiquing and just kind of consistently sometimes celebrating. Kind of like, and it's like, slowly what are we doing? Yeah, what are we doing? And like you've told the story before of like the Easter that was like so good and the very like like amen, you're dismissed, see you next week, and we're back in the green room and with you're like whiteboarding staff. with the staff some strategic stuff for the next week. And it's like that wasn't a you issue, that was like a culture issue around us that we had created of like, 
we've got to slow down and celebrate, take the time to right. actually go, what was good? And so like this last week in staff meeting, we were celebrating. Now we're celebrating not just what's happening in our house, but what God's doing around the world. We're taking more intentional time to really celebrate some stuff. But there were some huge things that you and I didn't even know yeah. that were happening that were incredible things that like were just little seedlings of like goodness that we had like, hey, what if we try this? Hey, what if we show up at this thing? What if we go here? And we didn't even know what had bloomed and blossomed into. Yeah. And yet, as they're celebrating it, we're like, this is amazing. That's incredible. And it's putting real wind in our sail to get to where we're going. Because mm -hmm. we say that all the time, like we're in a marathon, not a sprint. But yet we're going to run out and die if we don't take the time to actually enjoy some of the moments along the way. Like, yeah. and nobody's timing us. Like, right. I always am like so anxious that the time is going to run out. But like, I, I'm going to get to the goal. I'm going to get to the finish line when God wants me to. If I really believe that, then I just need to do my best and enjoy the journey along the For way. For sure. Not only are we getting to hear about things that are blooming and like things that we were a part of and be take the time to be grateful, but what's also happening in that is uh, miraculous moments of recognizing that like more can happen in the midst of the celebration. So yeah. not long ago, one of our team was celebrating another church plant that was oh. starting and that was yes. happening. And he was like, hey, I drove by on my way to church and I saw their sign up and like, let's celebrate that they're, they're a church a plant church here in, our, in city. our city. And so we did. Well, what we didn't know is that they're uh, running out in a school building and like right now the, the office space we meet in is a church. And so like, we've been looking for a place of somebody who wants to be here on Sunday. Right, we own a building. Building, yes. but the building is not big enough for us to have service here on Sundays. Right. And so we do midweek events and office out of it, but it sits empty on Sunday. And so we've been like, God, who do, would you have for us to yeah. come here? Well, it was out of his celebration yeah. of telling us that, that the, uh, Enrique called and talked to that church and they're about to next week start meeting here on Sundays because we took the time to celebrate. Which is a blessing for them, a blessing for the kingdom and a blessing for us because they were going to rent the place. Right, right. And so like, so often we feel like if we slow down and celebrate, slow down and enjoy, it's one of your biggest like struggles of like yeah. the tug of more. If I'm smelling the rose, then I might miss. I'm missing an opportunity. I'm going to miss the parade that's coming by. Like, but, but maybe in the smelling of the rose is where God's, it may be in the margin is where you can hear him. Yeah. Maybe it's in that that you can. He's going to actually. Something right there slip in the more that he has and so, so it's so important to recognize as we're celebrating as we're taking time to enjoy there's actually more that we might miss if we're just going from destination to destination and you you said it and thro throws me under the bus but it's true that <laughs> i don't do i have not historically been really good at that well yeah well it's the tension in your heart of like right. but if i stop what will I miss? We, but we, it's like, but what will you miss if you don't stop? Yeah, we did an episode, I don't know, a couple ago about leadership presence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And about how like when we're in the room that we put off an aura yeah. to the people that are around us. And something after that conversation with our mentor, we, watch the episode if you didn't yeah. see it. Uh, we talked about the aura that we're putting off. And sometimes for me, when things would go wrong on a Sunday, mm -hmm. I couldn't be content in my heart with everything else that was going right and I would be super distracted. Yeah. Like if the LED wall breaks. Right. Or if there's like a a kid up in the front acting a fool. Like there was yeah. this one Sunday. There was one Sunday that worship was so good in the first service. So good, so powerful, 
so like yeah. engaging. But then I think in the second service, there's this lady who let her three-year-old, yeah. two-year-old come down in the front of the altar and the kids dance around being a distraction. And it so pulled me out of this worship moment for me into an usher had better punt this baby out of the building. <laughs> like this is that it was, that was a moment that was like, dang dude, I'm unhealthy. Yeah. I was going like, to say, cause that's not your heart. No, that's not I, it I'm at saying all. But it was a lot in that moment. You were like, this is not who we want to be and where we want to be. And what are people going to feel in this moment? And are they distracted? If I'm yeah. distracted, everyone's distracted. It, yeah. it caused, yeah. Yeah. An awareness in you of like, Oh, this is, this is unbalanced. Yeah. Yeah. This is unbalanced. And it was when I began the journey of contentment. Yeah. And I listen, I've listened to a ton of teachings right. on contentment and like, they're not great. Yeah. And I don't even know if I have a good handle to be able to teach it yet. Yeah. Because they just say like, be content, write a list, be yeah. thankful. No, no, no. The only way to be content is to learn what you have to put down. Right. So you can pick up thankfulness. Yeah. Yeah. When I was a youth pastor, uh, uh, I remember there was a Wednesday. Well, it wasn't really Wednesday. It was a consistent thing. Consistent thing. We had yeah. hundreds of kids coming, 500, 600 kids coming on a Wednesday. And before I was going up to preach this night, I was standing in the back of the room during worship. Yeah. And I got my notes. I'm kind of like trying to get my heart ready and all the things yeah. to go up on stage. But you have that many kids in a room. You got a bunch of them that are acting a fool. Of course. If you got 10 kids, one of them's acting a fool. Always. You got 500 kids. 50 of them were you got you got three rows of kids yeah, acting a fool yeah. and so i'm standing in the back right of the room and there's literally three rows of kids that are just talking and like jumping over chairs and making out with each other in worship and like missing it yeah and yeah. i'm back there fuming yeah yeah fuming so upset that these 30 kids or 50 kids or whatever are not taking advantage of what we're working <laughs> right towards. and god spoke to me and he said trust in look above them right like lift your eyes like right. you're so distracted by the 10 percent that isn't going how you want it to that you're missing the 90 and guess what that was a lesson he told me 15 years ago yeah and i'm still trying to figure out yeah it's good because it's so easy it's so easy to let the 10 percent that isn't going well negate the 90 that right. is going amazing right and we get distracted and then discouraged in that 10 and, and then want to quit steals yeah it steals all of our joy yeah and no it's so good so focusing on the 90 that's going well it's a hard balance you know focusing on the 90 that's going well celebrating it and then in a balanced way work on the 10 percent that's going yeah. bad yeah without yelling i suck the whole way <laughs> right well and now we've brought so many people along the journey with us that the 10 percent that we're needing to work on uh in our in our leadership job church life the truth is only about two percent of it is our responsibility to work on yeah now because we've been willing to stop and smell the roses to be connected to the people around us they're just as excited and on board to help solve the problems too. They're not just your problems to solve or my problems to solve. Yeah. By the time you've even written the problem down, there's already somebody else trying to solve it. Mm -hmm. But if you don't invest in those relationships, if you don't slow down, if you, not you, we, like as humans, if we are not willing to slow down and 
smell the roses to slow down in the hallway and say hello and thank you and i'm so glad you're here to appreciate the people and the things that god's given us that are around us then man we'll start to lose that and pretty soon our 10 will turn into 20 percent of what we need because we haven't appreciated the 90 percent we have so and good. so you and i are just in a current journey of going let's be grateful let's still be grateful. learning and like shouting out to each other the like look at this look 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 at the things to be grateful for look at the roses in the midst of some of the thorn bushes yeah and uh it's it's really making a big difference um we talked about a couple episodes ago about rest yeah and about how we've taken some uh time off some yeah. sabbaticals yeah. and so last summer a year ago i took off a couple weeks to just rest yeah and then this summer i took off a couple weeks to rest and they were vastly different yeah the reason they're vastly different is because now I am learning how to be content. Yeah. Because over a year ago, I took this time off and I was laying on the couch or sitting at home or not being at work or whatever. But the whole time I had this track in my mind, you're missing something, you're not doing it because you're resting, it's all falling apart. Right. You have to grind, right. you have to hustle, you have to push. You're gonna be behind, right? This many weeks behind, this many days behind. That's right. what I thought last year. Yeah. So I wasn't actually resting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But instead, but this, this time, this right. year, in in contentment, in thankfulness for yeah. what I had, yeah. I was actually able to unplug my brain from more. Yeah, that's good. More's there. We have to have a we have to have a a pinnacle that we're running at. There's a more, but you have to sometimes unplug your brain and just be thankful for where you're at. Well, but if you're because if you're not, then it actually becomes very tedious. The more you're trying to get to, it becomes so much harder. And like it's really like fuel in your tank to be grateful because mm -hmm. it energizes. It puts we say wind in the sails, but really it re-energizes in a way that if you don't do that, then it man, you just start feeling like you're crawling to more. Like you start feeling like. Those pancakes, those pancakes, I told you, golly, those pancakes are making me yawn up in here. <laughs> These pretzels are making me thirsty. No, sorry. The, uh, but you just crawl into more, I don't know where, yeah. And, but if you will be grateful, like I feel now, like we are, we have made more progress in the last few weeks mm. of you being back than we were even making in those last six months where we were just so exhausted and worn out yeah. that we were just like, grasping and crawling there but it was like we couldn't make any traction or get there because we hadn't had rest we hadn't had contentment and when we take the time to be content it's like look look and yeah. everything starts to really take off so what are some steps to gain contentment well the first one is to build a list like you said like the okay. five minute the starting the day with like gratitude the hey god thanks for these things is a huge like just easy go for it start mm -hmm. and then the other one is to to actually uh spend some time in the area where you're grateful like spend some time with the people you love spend mm -hmm. some time in the hobby that's your favorite i don't know whatever it is that brings you like the most joy that is not connected to your pouring out and your energy that you're giving spend some time in those and and it will bring contentment what else for you i think um putting on the right eyes yeah like fix your focus fix your like, lens yeah it's so you know as leaders your part of your job is to see what's not going well mm -hmm. so that you can lead out of it mm -hmm. but switching those lenses yeah to start to see like what's going right who's doing a good job yeah 
It's because really good. Maybe the people around you need to be told that they're doing good and the people that are doing bad already know. Most likely. <laughs> and so like for me, switching that lens, and I think that the reason that I can walk into whatever environment in the last couple of weeks and have a better attitude yeah, is because I'm just looking for the good now. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to notice the bad. I'm right. never not going to. Yeah, right. I get nervous in these podcasts sometimes because in my transparency, if you don't know me, it could sound like I'm confessing being a monster and screaming. No, anytime people. you could possibly come across that way, I always clarify because it's not true. It's not very hard at all. It's just the like tendency is this. And so therefore your fear is if I I'm stop. saying if I heard somebody say how bad their attitude is and they didn't change their lens, I'd be like, that guy's definitely a monster. No, he's just, definitely Mark Driscolling everybody no, at his church. <laughs> because but nobody else people who do that, they don't admit it. Oh, okay. People who are actual monsters. You just start to feel yourself leaning into a guy you don't want to be. Right. Or yeah. leaning into a girl that you don't want to be where you are kind of you are kind of critical. You're a troll under the bridge. Well, we always talk about like our mouth is like a great gauge of what's in our heart. And yes, so like if it. you find yourself only criticizing and you're like, when was the last time I said good job? When was the last time I said thank you? When was the well, last time? And even if it's not out of your mouth, because it's well, not yeah, that I was, I was going, say, I wasn't going around. No, you weren't. Outwardly you're right. criticizing, but inwardly. Yeah. I was just so distracted. The internal dialogue. By where we weren't. Yeah. No, it's really good. You said that, that like, but in you shared recently how you like to the team were like, hey, I'm sorry. Uh, like I've been focused the wrong way and I haven't been grateful for what we do. But then when you started making the list to the team of what you were grateful for, what was really cool was then other people started giving their list of what mm -hmm. they were grateful for. And when you start to have a heart of gratitude, it's contagious and it's a compoundable. Is that the right mm -hmm. thing to say? Like. So what you're grateful for, uh, man, that's going to be forefront. We're going to talk like I'll, it'll come to my mind, but what other people are grateful for, I might have missed. Yes. And so when you create an atmosphere and a culture of gratitude, what's been amazing is to see all the things that I wouldn't have even been grateful for because I didn't even know it, but because we're cultivating that culture now, it's just outwardly everywhere and everyone's free now to speak it. And it's like, oh yes, yeah, so good. Whereas before we were all just thinking thoughts in our head and nobody was saying nothing. Yeah. I love it. No, it's, it's really good. good. You're I, not a monster. You're a good dude. No, you're I, you know, I know. I know. It's just, you know, like, it, we did a whole podcast on the terror of transparency. And yeah, that's, that's what we're talking about. Then I get terrified. Rachel is so good at this, this next piece of like, just sit in it for a minute. Yeah. Like contentment, just yeah. sit in it. My wife is the best yeah. at like the other day, the kids were in the pool at the house and I'm swimming with the pool and throwing them and we're playing a game and I'm like engaged. Yeah. She calls me out of the pool and she says, sit down and she says, look, I'm like, what? <laughs> what? I got to go back to the pool. <laughs> what? Look, it's about to be dinner and then bath time and then bed and then we, I, we have a movie when I want. What? She's like, no, 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 look. And the kids are splashing in a pool. Yeah, yeah. In a house that we can afford. Right. With a car in the driveway. Right. With a wife there that's happy and a dog that's... <laughs> she's like, look. Yeah. And like, that's what I'm saying, man. No, it's is really the like, good. Maybe to, if 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 you realize that you're not good mm. at contentment or gratefulness or thankfulness, something that you need on the list is you need some people around you that will help you look. Yeah. You do this for me at the church. Yeah. Yeah. Rachel does this for me at home. Yeah. Look. Look at it. See. So it. that when you start to feel the pressure of more uh, on you, how do I do this? There's somebody that's just saying like, "Hey, let me." Look, put yeah. that put that down just for a minute and look at how far we've made it. You say yeah. this all the time from the time hop 
deal. Yeah. Like, yeah. look, this was two years ago. Yeah. And, and then you'll say, you know how much we've learned in two years? Yeah. Do you realize? We have our own sentences that we've created since then about right. what we believe about this, that, or yeah. the other. Get somebody who will tell you to look. Oh, that's true. That's really Because good. sometimes I could have not got out of it on my own. Yeah, right. Aaron, your husband's the best at it too. Yeah, though he's really I'm good. Su- I'm surrounded by people yeah. who say, look, do you look. see this? Yeah. yeah. But it's really good. And if you don't currently right now, get people around you. And if you yeah. don't currently right now have people around you, then something we talk about all the time is exposure. And as you're saying that, I'm like, huh, we actually have been doing a job of this without realizing it because like your first sabbatical, you went to the Redwoods. Yeah. You put yourself in this humongous place yeah. of giant trees mm-hmm. that took your, literal took your breath, took away. My breath away. That yeah. you're like sending us a video of like crying, like, look at God, <laughs> like, right? right? But you did that intentionally to make yourself look. Yeah. To be aware of, hey, look at the goodness around me yeah. that like is bigger and vaster than hmm. me and i want to be grateful for it i am like a beach person i love the the whole idea of the fact that there is a water and a land and like somehow they meet and 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 like florida doesn't drown i don't understand well this week well, they've had a bad oh, week darn, i didn't even mean to do that <laughs> we love you florida i've been praying for you uh but like the fact that they on a more normal regular yeah, yeah, basis yeah, yeah. like the, the water knows where to stop and where to go back. Like the vastness of God in his intentionality in that is so beautiful to me that I can literally stare at it for an hour. Yeah. But it's been a long time since I stared at my backyard with my kids in it and mm. just was really grateful to look. Yeah. And, but I think that if you don't have people right now or if you just need a minute, sometimes taking yourself and putting yourself in a new space where you are amazed at what God is doing. You are amazed at whether it's nature. To me, that's the beautiful thing about the world around us, that maybe it's the city of New York, but like the vastness of those giant buildings, like look, oh my word, of this world around us, whatever it is that will make you then start. Because as you're saying it, I'm like, no, good job. Because that Mm -hmm. gave you the lens. It's a reset. It's a reset that gave you the lens to start seeing what God is doing that you couldn't have done the people around you that God's brought that you couldn't have brought. Some of the answers to prayers that we've recently had, we did everything in our absolute power Mm -hmm. to bring those things to pass, to will those things. And when we finally just stopped looking for it, God was like, here's the answer, boop. But now we have eyes to see it and to see it as his goodness, not our own effort. But I think that came from, what you just said that was really good it really just like i'm like ah oh, see we learn things and discover things as we speak all the time that's good because good job what i uh i wrote something down i don't i texted to rachel that i wanted to read about this i had even forgot that i said it until you uh until you said it except my wife and i text so much i don't know where it is <laughs> uh, how long ago was it i don't know oh, okay, okay so i'm just gonna do my best yeah yeah, yeah. i said something like until you love what you have, mm-hmm. you won't be ready for the more that God wants to give. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Until you love what you have. Yeah. What you have. You're not ready for where he's going to take you. Well, yeah. Until you love what he's already given you. Like, I'm sure that's yeah. what you probably, because your perspective is always, but like, he already did so much. Like, he. Yeah. What he already gave you. Yeah. Right. And so like good grief it's true and so like we have to take the time to do it and so for anybody who's on the tug team that is tugging into more it can be easy to see all the lack 
around yeah. you. But take time to pay attention, put on the right eyes, whatever it takes for you to start seeing the goodness, the 90%, and just, man, it's going to flourish. Take some steps. Yeah. I uh, There's a whole other story. I don't know how long. You go. We have. You got it. I recently got rid of my truck. Oh, yeah. And uh, so I had a nice truck yeah. that I, I got rid of, and uh, I went and bought a little beat-up Ford Ranger. Mm-hmm. And it's it's beat-up. It's beat up. Like I'll admit it with you. It's rough. <laughs> Every body panel's dented. It, it has great AC. It has great AC. But it's I mean It's not like it's not like a baller like a uh, vintage retro. They redid it all. It now it's got these huge tires and like no, new paint. It's, it's just uh it Ford looks Ranger like, it from looks like the year a, that it was from. It looks like a guy who painted houses drove it for twenty years. <laughs> Dents and everything everywhere. And so now that's my that's my daily driver. Yeah. Now it doesn't have to be. Right. I've got a really nice Jeep that I'm selling and getting yeah. rid of. It doesn't have to be my daily driver. But, and I don't even really know why God's led me all the way to do what he's led me to do. But this morning I got in it to go to the gym and I've gotten all these other vehicles out of my driveway. Yeah. I kind of treat vehicles like when you treat shoes, yeah. right? Like, how do I feel? What vehicle which, do I want? Which it? vehicle Which is like I a little today? absurd, you know? Yeah. And uh, all I have is this little Ford Ranger. And you know what I did today? I went with the gym and said, man, I'm glad I have this thing. Yeah. Because God could have told me to get rid of this one too. He could have told me He could have told me to get rid of this one too. True. And I'm thankful I got this one. This is good, bro. Because it got, it, look, I drove today. Yeah. I, we, me and you we, had a lunch yeah. meeting in it and I drove yeah. Whitney in it. Just a little busted. Dude, ugly. I'm telling you. Maybe we put a picture in. <laughs> we'll put a picture in my. It's ugly, man. But like, I'm telling you this morning, I thought I'm. Th- I'm glad I have this. Yeah, I could be riding a bike. I could have to Uber. I could need my wife to drive me. Yeah, I could not even go to the gym. Right. Thankful that I have this. Yeah. No, but, it's good. But bro, but it's been a start, journey. It's was, been a journey yeah. for me to even get there because it started out like confused and mad and not understanding why God has had me on this weird path and grieving the the loss of the other vehicles in my life (laughs) no but it's because once you start having eyes to see the gratitude you can't stop yeah and then Mm. the goodness just continues and like you now have made space for what god wants to do next you're going to be way more grateful and amazed and sharing the gratitude of what he's done than you would have been six months ago because you've made space for that so good job that's also how people know you're not a crazy monster. So <laughs> just so you know. Guys, we started the episode telling you to ask us your questions. That's right. And if you haven't, pull your crap together. Yeah. Be grateful <laughs> for us and <laughs> ask us the questions. Let us know where you're at. But uh, yeah, we want to help. Like, share, all the things. Subscribe. Like, tag, share, follow. Boom. See Love you next y'all. time.